So in this episode, we're going to talk about plate tectonics, which has become known as geology's grand unifying theory. So it really is a theory and a process that underlines pretty much everything in geology. Alfred Wegener was the most influential scientist on what has become known as plate tectonics. And in this episode, we're going to learn why Wegener didn't see his theory generally accepted. My name is Richard Treves. This is Hidden Stories of the M4 Episode 6. Listen to it at Junction 15 of the M4 south of Swindon while you're driving west. So at the start of the Cretaceous, the world map looked very different. This is such a long time ago. Africa was linked up to South America. And if you look on a map, they actually match like sort of jigsaw pieces. North America, Greenland and Europe are all in one block as well. And here's a jargon alert, a jargon alert. We're going to talk about Pangaea, which means all one continent, all one Earth. And all the continents were part of Pangaea originally. So how on Earth did this happen? How do continents... I mean, this is a continent, not just an island. This is a continent. How do they move around the Earth? It's really counterintuitive. And it kind of reminds me of a poster I saw on social media recently, which had a a Buddhist monk looking serene, looking out on a a mountain scene. And the bit on the bottom said, he who moves mountains really annoys cartographers. Anyway, back to Alfred Wegener. Uh, He was the person who really did most to produce this theory of plate tectonics. And the research I get from this is from the surprisingly brilliant podcast, which is very listenable. So around the 1910s, Alfred Wegener noticed that Africa and South America coasts match up. He also noticed that there's animal and plant fossil evidence on both sides of those continents. So the same animals are in the same place. So there's a animal called Lystrosaurus, which is translates as shovel lizard. And that was around in the early Triassic and it dominated the land. And when I say dominated, in the fossil record, there's nothing else. So imagine if there was a world and all there was was squirrels. How weird is that? We don't really fully understand what was going on, but the only fossil we found from that time is Lystrosaurus. But anyway, strange things happen in deep time as we come back to in this podcast again and again. It's also the geologies matched across the continent. So it wasn't just you found the same fossils of the same animals, the geologies the same, same rocks on either side of an ocean uh, on different continents. So how did this happen? How did the animals and plants get to different continents? Well, the original theory was that the earth is like a shriveled apple. So it used to be a normal apple and was all plain and the animal could could wander around freely. And then it shriveled up and the mountains formed, which is showing the shriveling, and that's when everything separated and then animals could no longer move between the places. So Wegner put forward the idea that all the continents fitted together in a supercontinent named Pangaea in a book he wrote in 1915. He also said that the present continents had drifted apart from that one big continent. Now, he wasn't the first to have noticed that the continents, you can fit them back together a bit like a jigsaw. Nor the fact that the jigsaw actually works because the rocks are the same 
on either side of the split in a number of places. But unfortunately to all the other people who noticed that and wrote about it and discussed it, science isn't kind to people who work on something but don't get seen as the major person. There's sort of a lone genius idea and one person tends to get all the credit. But I'm not criticising the fact that Wagner should be remembered very closely with plate tectonics because he was the first person to write a whole book on it. Despite lots of evidence, his ideas on this weren't actually accepted in his lifetime, which is a shame. And there was special resistance from the USA to these ideas. The theory lay on a shelf for 50 years, and it was only broadly accepted when people came up with evidence that convection currents were moving underneath the plates, and that was what was pushing the plates around. That isn't nearly enough detail to tell the story, and it's a wonderful story, but I haven't got time to talk about it here. The tragedy is that Wegner died in Greenland in 1930, while supplying men in the expedition he was on with food. It was minus 60 degrees and he got lost in a snowstorm. So along with Mary Anning, who will be discussed later, he only achieved recognition for discoveries and work long after he died. So to conclude the three Cretaceous podcasts, chalk has had a massive effect on our landscape here in England. So the UK has most of the chalk streams in the world and they are an amazing environment and ecology. We talked about the weird looking Crystal Palace dinosaurs and how they were a real sensation of the 19th century Britain and how they must have had the same effect on people then as the film Jurassic Park did on us in our recent uh, TV and cinema age. Finally, we talked about Wegner's tragedy he was correct about the theory of plate tectonics, we believe now, but he didn't leave, live to see it generally accepted.